You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This, 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 this is views is from Midstream. Now. Here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. The Views for Mint Street podcast hits the final few minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, do us a favor. Follow us on the old social media at the Rob Brown show is my handle at Lonzo on word is his. And let's keep the conversation going. And again, do us a solid bro. If you haven't done it yet. Share it around your social circle, and let's bring all the Panthers fans together in one big, happy, and silver and blue community here. (laughs) Pardon me. Talking Carolina Panther football. All right. Let's get to some of the other uh, results of and observations from this game, Lonzo. And we have to start with the fact that DJ Moore is now day-to-day. We found that earlier today. He left that game early due to a knee issue. Uh, Ian Rappaport reported that he was going in for some more thorough diagnosis and digital imaging on the game earlier today. Shefty said the same thing. And then Adam Schefter sent out a notice at about 3 o'clock this afternoon saying that DJ Moore is now considered day-to-day Uh, He is day-to-day with a knee sprain at this point. Schefter said that a source told him it was, quote, nothing significant, end quote. Here's the thing, because I saw uh, a lot of Panthers fans panicking at the loss of DJ Moore, and I'm not saying it's not impactful. I'm not saying it's not a big one. He's the best option you've got down the field when you do decide to utilize Sam Darnold to back the defense off and keep them honest for Foreman and Hubbard. Um, So he left that game against the Thunder Chickens on Sunday uh, with zero catches and zero yards on three targets. We won the game with DJ doing the exact same thing that he would have been doing had he not played, at least statistically results speaking. I want him back, but I would much rather DJ take his time to be as close to 100% as he can get than go out there next weekend and risk it for the biscuit when we just show that we can hit win the game even if he doesn't touch the rock. Yeah, because chances are you... Uh, you're either going one and one or two and zero oh in these next two games. You want him healthy for the last two games, which are divisional games against Tampa Bay and against New Orleans. You want him healthy for those games because they're really going to mean something. You need at least one win out of the next two wins. Of course, we want two, but if he's if if he's day to day, then let him take the day off and 
and rest that thing up and get it ready uh, for the last two games when it's really, really going to matter. Correct. Listen, uh, you know, you can't necessarily jump out there and assume any results in the National Football League. I mean, Houston nearly beat Dallas. Nobody saw that one coming. That spread got out of there. Uh, But I will say that if you were going to, like if we were doing a survivor pool this upcoming week and you had to pick a team that you projected to lose this Sunday, Tampa Bay versus Cincinnati is probably one of the more obvious ones, right? So theoretically speaking, if that if that does come true and Cincinnati's able to knock off Tampa on our behalf, which again, the Tampa we saw against San Francisco tis what it is. If Cincy does us, uh, does us a solid, continues their hot streak, knocks off Tampa, let's say without DJ Moore. And I don't believe this is what happens necessarily. I need to break this game down a little further. But let's say hypothetically that DJ Moore does not play and Detroit knocks off Carolina, right? They win the big cat battle and knock us off. Guess what that means for Carolina? We're still one game off the lead. And we've still got a date with the Buccaneers to draw level record-wise. And if we can do that, guess who's got the tiebreaker as a 5-1 and one team within the division? It's us, right? Uh, it's a calculated risk, and I understand that. Because if Cincinnati beats Tampa Bay and we beat Detroit, oh my goodness, we're in charge of the division at that point, right? But I would rather have DJ rested and as close to 100% as I can get him for that matchup with Tampa Bay than put him out there before he's 100% ready against Detroit, risking further injury and not having him available against Tampa Bay in a couple of weeks. DJ, take your time, my guy. Take your time. We're not in a hurry. We got this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and if you I'm not saying you should rest anybody else. And it's not like you don't want him out there. But if he's going to be out there and he has a shot at tweaking something, he doesn't need to be. Because chances are, as you pointed out, how bad the run defense is for Pittsburgh, Carolina's going to do the same exact thing that they did against Seattle. And uh he's going to be more of a, a decoy than anything. So why not rest that knee up and get it ready to go? when it really matters. I uh, I wanted to call out one more thing. And this 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 did not have uh, an impact on the outcome of the game directly. Lonzo, did you happen to see the athleticism of the almost pick that J.C. Horn had in the corner of the end zone? Uh, and I think the third quarter of that game. There was a ball that Geno Smith floated up to the corner of the end zone. It was way up tall. J.C. Horn, while he did not come down in bounds, tried his best, climbed a ladder that had a step stool on top of it to get up, made a ridiculous full extension, falling backwards catch, still was able to get the eyes down to look at the ground to see where he needed to put the toes to try to toe tap his way to an end zone INT. He was not able to do that part of it. But J.C. Horn had one of the most impressive snags 
of anybody in that game, wide receivers included. Uh, I know we've talked about him a lot. I got news for you. We're going to talk about him a lot more. The more I watch J.C. Horn play Lonzo, the more I think that when this guy's career's through, and man, I hope it is for Carolina, we're going to be talking about J.C. Horn for a very long time because the athleticism he put on display with that grab was unfreaking real. Yeah, but I mean, it was awesome. It, beyond awesome, it would have been better if I just, but he came down so hard. It's like, oh no, he hurt himself again. No, don't don't do that. I mean, so so there there's there's great risk with doing something amazing that the ground still hurts when you hit it. And when he came down, I'm, I'm just put my hand to my forehead and like, oh please get back up and he did and he played the rest of the game but I was I was really worried about that but it was amazing what he's been able to do uh and if he could have just so close it was it was so close you know the uh I've heard the discussion many times when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply about how Carolina should have gone Justin Fields there, right? Should have got your QB of the future. Should have got Justin Fields. Should have got Justin Fields. And and, and listen, we're, we're still waiting to see uh, long-term what Justin Fields ends up looking like, right? I mean, he's had some games where he's looked really, really good. He's had a couple of games where he's, it looks like he's just kind of fallen back off the radar uh, a little bit to the point that, Sincerely, uh, and the Bears were on the bye this week, but Zoe, when's the last game you heard anybody come out and go, hey, Justin Fields really getting it right now, right? Like 20 of, of, uh, 20 of 25 for 254 in his last game, but he also had two interceptions, and he's been running the ball a lot. And, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a nice addition to the Bears. I'm going to tell you right now, and, and I don't think that I have the silver and blue glasses on when I say this great one, but – I think long-term, we might be looking at J.C. Horn. We might be calling out the folks who said we should have gone fields. A couple more years of this type of play out of J.C. Horn, we might be looking back and going, should we, though? Have, like, should we have, though? Like, are you sure? Are you sure about that? All right, so this is a mixed bag for me because I have two college teams that I root for. One is Ohio State, where Justin Fields, you know, is from, and the other one is South Carolina where JC Horn is from. So uh, to me, uh, when, when, when the co- when, when your college fandom gets in the way, you're pretty happy either way. I got to admit, I was one of the ones who wanted them to go with Justin Fields because I knew and still believe that Carolina needs a quarterback. And I, I see the potential and think that he's going to be pretty good in years to come if they surround him where he is. But then you see what J.C. Horn's been able to do on the field uh, when he came back from his injury this year, how he's been one of the shutdown corners in all of the NFL. And he's really kind of a rookie. 
because he didn't play a full season last year. Now he has played his first full season. And, you know, if he'd have played the entire first season, the way he's played this many games, he might have had a shot at rookie of the year. All right. Last question as we get close to wrapping up this episode of the pod. And I was thinking about this uh, as I watched the end of this game, a game in which, as we mentioned, Carolina builds up a 20-point lead. Seattle runs it down to a three-point lead, scoring 17 unanswered. That was the point where I went, okay, like we're about to this is this is this is gut check time for the Carolina Panthers. We are about to learn exactly who this team is, right? Um we win that game, put up 10 in the fourth to make sure that it's it's not just a field goal lead. And I had this question, though. Is that team that played yesterday better than any version of the Carolina Panthers that Matt Rule ever put on the field? Because to me, the answer is an obvious yes. Like, that was the best we have seen of a Panthers team. And I'm including even some of the wins under Matt Rule. I think that was the best version of this team we have seen on the field in two and a half years. And maybe I'm optimistic. Maybe I got on the silver and blue color glasses. Maybe I'm suffering from just a bit of recency bias. But I look back over the past two and a half years of this football team. And that, I think, was the most proud of the way that the team played in a very long time. And I think it was the best version of the team I've played in a very long time. I have said for a hot minute that I'm actually okay with Steve Wilkes getting the interim tag removed and becoming the head coach primarily because of the number of players that have come out and openly said, we're playing for this cat. We love this cat. Like, this is our dude. Lonzo, did he earn any potential HC points with you based on the effort, the push, the determination, the grit that that football team showed on the field on Sunday? Right, he has now equaled Matt Rule's win total. You win me one more. You got you got to win me one more, or or you've done basically the same that that the Panthers did last year. So you win you win me one more, and and you'll have me. I mean, for the record, Steve Wilkes has now won as many games in a single season as Matt Rule did in any season, and he was only the head coach for what. Rule was the head coach for the first five weeks of the season. So he is actually, as far as I'm concerned, he's actually won more games than Matt Rule has so far at no. this point because he's had less games to do it. No, no, no. Remember, Matt Rule coached the team last year, and the team had five wins last year. We got how many wins now? Five? Yeah. One of those, one of those I think, might have been Matt Rule's win, though. So It was so in New Orleans. So he's only won four. got to win six to get me because it, okay. it – because, uh, well, I mean, one more, you, you do better than you did last season, which isn't a whole lot, but still you're doing better than what you did last season. I uh, I do like how they played yesterday. I want to see what they can do when they play a good defense, a good run-stopping defense, because we've seen what's happened so far when they played a good run-stopping defense. When they have to rely on the pass, they become a different team. Can this team that played yesterday show up against a good run defense by the way, they're probably only going to play one good run defense, maybe. Is it Detroit? Is Detroit the best defense they're going to play? Uh, I will have to go back and pull those rankings back up, uh, but I believe uh, yeah, that, I'm that guessing, is the case. I'm guessing that's it because 
there ain't no there there is no better defense in the NFC South than the Carolina Panthers. So I'm not worried about them playing a better defense in the South. But you know we've talked about the uh, deficiencies that that Pittsburgh has. I think Detroit's the best defense they're going to play. If you can do what you did yesterday against Pittsburgh and against Detroit, then Tampa Bay and New Orleans should look out. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We have got coming up over the next couple of weeks a couple of games that very, very much matter because we are now a game back of the Buccaneers. We have an opportunity with a win this Sunday against Pittsburgh and a little help from the Cincinnati Bengals. If they can put away Brady and the Bucs, we could very well be leading this division by the time that we lay down our sweet heads to go to slumber on Sunday evening. And of course, coming up on Wednesday, we will take a further look back at this game with a couple more days of backtracking to really wrap our heads around what happened and start looking ahead. But we'll also have news and notes from the press conferences an update on DJ Moore and more coming up on Wednesday's edition. Before we get out of here, Lonzo, any final words for the people? Back to back wins, finally a road win. Feels pretty good. I'd like I'd like to feel that way again, you know, next week. Detroit, Pittsburgh, Tampa, New Orleans. That's how we round out. I honestly believe if you take three of those, you definitively win the division. If you take two of them and one of them in Tampa, you win the division. Ladies and gentlemen, it's right there for the taking. Tampa Bay technically controls their destiny. But I think we control Tampa Bay's. And we will talk more about that on Wednesday's edition of the Views from Mint Street podcast. Share us around in your social media. Let's grow the show. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Keep pounding, baby.